I'm Jared, and welcome to A Cup of Tea. Everyone's intelligence has been shaped by distinct personal experiences. If you're curious to shed light on both humanity's collective and intimate truths, then have a seat with an open mind and a full cup as I examine reality through the blurry lens of my own individual perspective. Have a sip while I talk about luck and probability. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are, audience, my fellow steeps. Welcome back to another episode of A Cup of Tea. I want to thank you again so much for joining me today. I feel blessed to have people listen to this podcast and hopefully be enlightened in one way or another. As March is coming to a close, I wanted to talk about something that is very culturally significant in the month of March here where I live in the United States of America, which is St. Patrick's Day. Now, what I want to talk about with St. Patrick's Day in particular is the idea of luck. And what I found fascinating to talk about today is that this is like the one holiday here in the United States of America where everything is centered around not only Irish heritage, but luck and the famous leprechaun, who's supposed to be a symbol for Irish luck and the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And then of course you have the old adage, the luck of the Irish, if you will. So I thought what better way to close out the month of March here in the year 2021 than to kind of dive deep into what is luck exactly? And then this is a question that I kind of had for myself and it took me down a bit of a rabbit hole to kind of do some research and, and kind of digest this topic a little bit more because I think it's something that isn't really talked about a whole ton. We kind of just go through our lives with our own superstitions, if you will, and our own ideas of what luck is. We have our own perspectives on it, of course, but I don't think we ever really talk about the science behind it. And what I also want to highlight too is how luck has a very strong correlation to and relationship with probability. Um, in fact, the whole topic of this episode is going to be about the intersection between luck and probability and, and kind of what the implications of the science is behind luck and probability. So let me take it from the top here. So first of all, I'm going to start with what is the definition of luck? Well, luck is defined as success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own actions. Contrast that with the definition of probability, which is the extent to which something is probable, the likelihood of something happening or being the case. So at first glance, luck appears to be an intangible. Luck appears to be something that just happens by happenstance. It's more or less the external circumstance, at least by this definition, it's more the external circumstances, whether that be probability or some other factor that brought upon this event. And that is what luck is. It manifests itself in this way. So if you win the Powerball in the United States of America, it's a lottery game or you happen to even see an eclipse. You know, in, in some cases, you know, that could be defined as luck because you happen to be at the right place at the right time. But this phenomenon could also be explained by probability, which is more of a numerical and quantified way to look at a pretty similar concept. We've tried to take these events and we have now found ways to identify how often can it occur. And we quantify that as probability. 
when you flip a coin, for instance, there's a 50-50% chance that you're gonna get heads or tails. Or if you have a six-sided die and you roll the die, what's the probability that the face that you pick up will read two? Well, that's one out of six, because there's six sides on a die, and only one of the outcomes is a two. So first glance, I hope that you can kind of see that there is a bit of a relationship here, but it's not one-to-one -one per se. But I want to dive into this even further. And first, let's start with the concept of luck. So the first article I want to reference here is from the Greater Good Science Center at the University of California, Berkeley. This article is titled, What Happy People Think About Luck. And basically what this article is going through and stating is a couple things. So first thing I want to highlight is that attitude actually influences how lucky you are, or it can influence how lucky you are. So if you tend to have a positive outlook, you tend to think of yourself as having good luck. If you have a negative attitude, you can contribute bad things happening in your life to bad luck, but you don't necessarily think of the good things in your life being attributed to good luck. So. It's kind of like a psychological perspective, if you will, depending on how positive or negative you are or what your attitude is on life or external circumstances that can manifest itself to that person as good or bad luck. Etymologically, the prefix hap actually means luck or fortune as well, hence the word happy. The prefix in the word happy literally means luck or fortune which I think is another interesting tidbit as well that kind of shows that you know, maybe there is something deeper here. Back when you know the word happy was first found in scribes or spoken as a word, it already had kind of this relationship to luck or fortune as if when you're happy, you, you have this feeling of joy because something good happened to you. And that's how I look at it at least. Like, like I said, to kind of highlight what this article found even more is that relationship between happiness and luck. It, it's very tangible in this small sample size. A deterministic view of luck, aka fate, can decrease individual happiness and motivation. These are the people that tend to be more negative, neurotic. So if you believe that circumstances external to you are out of your control, and these events are deterministic and just kind of happen on their own, you have a perspective which tends to leave you feeling less happy and less motivated because it feels out of your control. You feel helpless. When something bad happens, you attribute it to bad luck. However, when you consider yourself lucky, it actually makes you happier and more likely to take risks because you just naturally think that it's much the opposite. You know, you're going out and you're motivated to do things and you feel empowered because you feel lucky. So you go out in the world and you think that you can make these things happen, that you can do some things that you want to do, and it will turn out more likely in your favor because you view yourself as a lucky person. What I found interesting about this study is it was more or less a survey of individuals. And this is all about their own individual perspectives, of course. So this isn't actually quantified in any way. You know, this wasn't a scientific observation, if you will, of people in their day-to-day -day lives to see, well, if someone's positive, do better things happen? If they're negative, do worse things happen? No, it's more or less how they view their own circumstances and how that affects their happiness, their motivation, and their perception of luck as a whole. Obviously, there are some limitations with this approach. So the first being that 
these people all filled out the surveys themselves. So there is an inherent bias there. You know, obviously it's still insightful psychological data, but the second point I wanna highlight here is that all the participants in this survey were actually from Hong Kong, China. And while where someone's from doesn't necessarily disqualify the survey, the fact that all of the participants in the survey were from the same location introduces another form of bias, you know, a cultural bias where all these people were from essentially the same culture, the same region of the world. If you want a more holistic sample, you would need more diversity. You would need participants from across the world, from different countries, different languages, different religions, because all of these things influence how you perceive abstract concepts such as luck. You know, there really is a relationship between language, especially, and your belief system and how you perceive the world. So obviously, if you're taking participants from one culture, there is a bias that that culture's language and that culture's views and values are impacting the study. So you kind of account for those undulations between the different cultures, religions, nationalities, if you have a more diverse population involved in your sample. The final point being that one survey cannot determine a cause and effect relationship. So the fact that each of these participants only did the survey once and there was no follow-up, there was no waiting period, you know, that kind of makes it so that this is looking at one point in time, how they perceive luck in their own lives and, you know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And we're not actually seeing any change over time. You know, we're not studying here if, you know, someone has a view where they consider themselves lucky and then say something bad happens and then that view changes or vice versa. If something really good happens, like someone has a view that's more neurotic and negative and they view themselves as having bad luck because they view the universe as being more deterministic and then they win the lottery or something. And then all of a sudden, you know, that has a change on how they view the world and luck as a whole. So that's one survey I want to look at, but the next study I want to look at is actually diving more into the actual science on luck itself, which I think is very interesting. So first of all, you know, we got the psychological perspective from the last article in the last study. This next article I'll be talking about is called Towards a Hybrid Account of Luck from the Pacific Philosophical Quarterly. And essentially this study is looking at different components of luck, which is one, the modal account of luck, two, the probability account of luck, and finally three, the hybrid account of luck. And I'll kind of describe more what that means in a second here. So starting with the modal account of luck, basically this is a perspective of luck that compares our current reality with parallel realities that are very similar. It's looking at one event happening in our current world and comparing and contrasting this event occurring with these parallel worlds bordering our own. And the distance between these similar worlds is referred to as modal distance. In this account of luck, lucky events are considered to be those that fail to occur in similar worlds. And events that are luckier happen less and less frequently between these similar worlds. So therefore, increasing the modal distance is a means of moving to increasingly dissimilar worlds or worlds that are more different from our own. So there could potentially be, for an example, a world, if you move 
far enough away in terms of modal distance where instead of most of central Arizona being a desert, in a parallel world it could be a rainforest or a temperate forest. Or Arizona could even have a beach. I, I know all of us here in the Grand Canyon State, which is where I reside, would love that, but that's beside the point. <laughs> So under this account of luck, the lesser the change that is actually required to prevent the event from occurring means that that event is in fact luckier. If you can travel a much greater modal distance to prevent the event from occurring, it's not as lucky. Take for instance an example where you have a ship passing through a canal and say in, in my reality, the ship is passing straight along right through the center of the canal. And if the ship uh, happens to be you know 50 feet wide and the canal is a thousand feet wide you have to travel a much greater modal distance for the ship to actually get stuck or for the ship to not be able to successfully traverse the canal so that would be not as lucky of an event to occur now what i find interesting about this perspective is it's not looking at it from a probabilistic perspective it's not looking at luck from a probabilistic perspective it's looking at it from a perspective of alternate worlds, which is very fascinating considering there is definitely a lot of theories and concepts that have to relate to potential parallel worlds in you know, not just science fiction, but in uh, quantum theory, in relativity, in string theory, physics, all those fields. And it's interesting to think about that scientific application and how it could potentially relate to the modal account of luck and, and how they have kind of their shared similarities in the fact that, you know, both pertain to alternate worlds, which could potentially make us realize how lucky or how not lucky we are for something to occur in our reality, essentially. So the one thing I want to highlight here, though, is that probabilities of different sample sizes can't really be explained by this model. Uh, take, for instance, the lottery. So um, a great example that this study provided is that if you take a lottery where you have the same odds of winning from lottery A to lottery B, but if lottery A has, say, only 100 numbers to pull from and lottery B has a million, but they have the same numbers on the ticket, um, so essentially the same probability of getting the winning number, you know, you can't explain the different outcomes with the modal account of luck, because if you look at this from the modal account of luck, you look at it and say, well, my numbers on my ticket, my five numbers were one, two, three, four, five. So basically the distance between the winning number, if it's one number off, is the same for both lottery A and lottery B. But what probability would say is that you have a much greater chance of winning the hundred number lottery than the million number lottery because you know you have greater competition in addition to the probability of getting the number right what the study is getting to is that one perspective of luck alone cannot explain luck fully and that gets me to the second point on this article which is the probability account of luck so obviously this is the more numeric and quantified representation of luck essentially the higher probability equals less luck so if something is more likely to happen it's considered less lucky if it actually does happen equal probability events with different outcomes are not explained by this model either much like how the 
modal account of luck cannot explain all scenarios. The probability account of luck cannot explain all scenarios either. Take for instance, a scenario where two people, person A and person B, have the same probability of an event happening to them. Say the probability of a raindrop hitting their head is 5%, right? Person A experiences a raindrop, but person B does not experience a raindrop. You know, from a probabilistic perspective, you would say, well, you know, we can't really explain why person A experienced that raindrop and person B did not, other than there's a 5%, either one of them could have experienced this event. So it's equally likely, but it can't really determine why one person versus the other experienced the event and the other did not. Whereas the modal account of luck would account for this. Since it is a perspective of luck looking at it from a physical space, and we can look at it and say, okay, well, this raindrop fell at a very specific point in physical space, and it fell right on person A's head. Now, if we just isolate it to this one raindrop and ignore the other raindrops that could potentially be falling, and we compare the you know modal distances in these similar worlds, obviously with the size of a raindrop and the size of a person and depending on how far away these two people are you know there's basically a much greater distance you have to travel for that same raindrop to actually hit person b so you can kind of account for this with the modal account of luck and say you know it just so happened that the raindrop was at the right place at the right time the probability of it a raindrop hitting both person a and person b was equally likely but when you compare it in physical space, it was much more likely to hit person A given where it originated from. And you have to go many worlds away for that same raindrop to hit person B. Um, so even though it's equally likely, there's a couple different accounts of luck that go into this. And that brings me to the hybrid account of luck. So basically to recap, what I had just mentioned is that the degree of luck is both partially dependent on probability and on modal distance. If modal distance is equal, then the lower probability event is in fact luckier. However, if probability is equal, then the event with a closer world where the event fails to occur is luckier. Finally, the last article I want to touch on is kind of straying away from the science of luck itself and more back to the psychology behind it. And this article is titled, Does Good Luck Make People Overconfident? Evidence from a Natural Experiment in the Stock Market. This article is from the Journal of Corporate Finance. What is very interesting about this study and why I felt it was very important to include here is that this study observed changes in investor trading behavior after an investor won an IPO allotment in China, which is considered to be an exceptionally lucky event. It's considered to be pure luck in China. These investors then became overconfident after this event took place. This allowed stronger gambling tendencies to develop, and the experience of luck tends to make these investors more overconfident in their own prospects going forward. They made more frequent trades, took greater risks, and lost more money relative to their other investors, the control group, when they won an IPO allotment. The effect is at its strongest when investors are inexperienced and not already overconfident. And this is exceptionally interesting. 
this really highlighted to me kind of what I talked about earlier with how a lucky event can actually have a major change on someone's perspective if it happens to the right person. So if someone isn't experienced with a particular subject or event and they're not overconfident, you know, this study shows that just experiencing that one in a million chance and, you know, actually having something crazy happen, like winning an IPO allotment or maybe even winning the lottery, can begin to make someone feel overconfident in their own life and they start to take unnecessary risks, whether it be related to that or not. Um, you know, in this case, obviously, it's related to investing, but, you know, this relates to gambling. You know, if somebody goes to a casino and they've never been to a casino before and they don't know how it works and they don't feel confident, but they go to that first slot machine and they hit it big and they win the jackpot, how much do you want to bet that that's going to completely change their perspective on gambling to the point where it could potentially lead to a gambling addiction, something very dangerous? You know, because it, it almost creates a recency bias and a distortion that, well, I hit a big the last time so I can hit a big again. And it, it keeps people going back because they want to experience a similar event again. So in my perspective, I feel like random chance events that are considered extremely lucky tend to have a strong effect on people who, you know, don't have experience with such events because it makes them think that, well, it happened to me, you know, I have good luck and I can make this happen again, either in a similar event or a different type of event altogether. And it's just, wow, it's, it's a very interesting take on luck from a psychological perspective to show how, you know, it doesn't matter logically the probability of an event happening. You know, it doesn't matter if we look at this event objectively and say, hey, this is a very rare event. It just so happened to occur to me. You know, we're human beings. We are very flawed in a lot of ways. You know, we're intelligent, but we're very flawed. We tend to get our emotions raveled into decisions and outcomes. And I could totally see how somebody could take a one-off event and think that suddenly that they can make similar random chance events happen more likely than other people. It, it, it's definitely a human bias, uh, for sure. So, you know, maybe someone that wins the lottery thinks that they can have a much greater chance of hiking Mount Everest and surviving. And they go out and they take these big risks. And it, it's, it's a very, very interesting perspective. And even though it's a microcosm of luck in the world of finance, I think it has greater applications to human psychology as a whole. But to start to recap here, I, I talked about, you know, I referred to three different studies and I talked about luck in some very different contexts here. So I talked about, you know, luck and happiness, luck in the different accounts of probability and modal distance and how those two actually work together as more of a hybrid, depending on the situation, you know, if modal distance is equal versus if probability is equal and how that affects the account of luck. And of course, I looked at the relationship between luck and confidence in the natural world. So in general, to recap, I, I think really Steep's luck is kind of what you make it. You know, luck isn't this good or bad thing that just happens to people. 
Luck isn't necessarily assigned a given probability. Luck is much more complicated than that. Luck is a human man-made construct that I think that we use in our reality to make sense of reality. Because I think sometimes it's hard for, in, in all these scenarios here, it's hard for the human mind to realistically comprehend and always rationally comprehend you know, why something happened based on its probability or based on its modal distance of a similar world close to ours of that event not occurring or it, it it's still occurring. Because I talked about if you don't move as many worlds away and the event fails to occur, that means it's a much luckier event because it's like, it's, it's the equivalent of hitting a bullseye on a target board. And if the bullseye is much smaller, it's a lot rarer of an event. It's a lot luckier. We talked about luck can actually be different depending on someone's happiness or lack thereof. So it, to me, it has some scientific applications, but I think it really boils down to uh, human psychology and what we make of the world. Because even if you look at, like I said, the modal account of luck and the probability account of luck, those also have some human psychological applications as well because it's how we see the world, how we assign a probability to an event and how we perceive modal distance could potentially vary depending on the observer or who is actually quantifying such an event. And then the other experiences are purely psychological. So there you have it. I mean, I, I think that luck is just that. I, I don't think, I, I think that it's interesting enough that we have science that can try to quantify it, but at the end of the day, luck is not something that you could just assign a number to. It's not inherently bad, it's not inherently good, it just is luck, it's just perspective. It, it might be, luck might be one of the rawest forms of human perspective that we have. And I'll close this off here by saying a phrase that I have known for most of my life in how I view luck, which is luck is opportunity meets preparedness. In fact, I would say if, if I could describe where I fall onto the spectrum of luck, I would say that I don't view luck as inherently good or bad. I really am neutral with the idea of luck. I don't feel overconfident. Then again, I haven't really had too many extremely rare events happen in my life, uh, at least from my perspective. But you know, I don't feel overconfident. I don't feel like good things always just happen to me, but I don't feel like that the world is completely deterministic. You know, I truly believe that there are circumstances that I can control, but then I also believe that there are circumstances that are out of my control. And that is why I believe that luck is the intersection between opportunity meets preparedness because the opportunity aspect of it is that deterministic point of view. It's saying that there are just some things in the world that are meant to happen, that are out of your control. And that is opportunity, when a door opens. If you didn't open that door, that was the universe manifesting that door opening through whatever physical means, whether it's another person or the wind blows it open, so on and so on. Preparedness is that individual aspect that we referred to with luck. You know, it's that feeling of empowerment, of motivation to go out and get 
what you want to walk through that door through the threshold to get to the point where the door is going to open it's being prepared for something to happen but what i like about this phrase for me at least is that it, it basically encompasses my idea of luck which is that you can't always make things happen but if you put yourself in the best position possible for that event to happen you really do up your odds and you give yourself the best opportunity to make luck happen for you and whatever that means for you. In Seeps, I hope that whatever luck means for you, that you go out in the world and you make the most of it. But just remember that luck is really just a man-made construct, so don't worry too much about it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, my advice would be control what you can control and try not to worry too much about the external factors that you can't control and just put yourself in a position where good things can happen for you. Thanks for listening about luck and probability. Check out the description of this episode for the resources I referenced on this topic. If this podcast is your cup of tea, then please subscribe for the latest freshly brewed content. As always, let your thirst for curiosity leave you feeling enlightened.